0: First things first, this is about truth-telling. I have no agenda, Hero, I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime.
1: Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who to stop me, huh? Who gon' stop me high? Prep a move that I make I give it everything I got Cause that what it takes I push the limit till it break The heart of the brave The soul of a legend With the will to be great Hold
0: up Welcome! <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to you, as I love to do several times during the week. In this particular instance, I'm on my vacation, but if there was somebody that was worth coming off vacation for to make sure y'all saw, it is my next guest. Make no mistake about it. But before I even get into all of that, let me remind you that you're watching me right now. I'm in my studio. Thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Also, gold is the silver bullet for protecting and, re- and building your wealth. Call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or download your free investing kit by visiting them online at legacypminvestments.com. It's always 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 great. <clears throat> To do a podcast like this, because obviously when you think about the person that I'm going to talk to in just a few minutes, I want you to think about trials and tribulations. I want you to think about insurmountable odds. I want you to think about the darkest times of your life where you wondered whether or not you'd ever be anything. You'd ever amount to anything. You'd ever accomplish anything. You'd ever live to talk about it. There's very, very few people. A lot of people say they've gone through stuff like that. And no doubt we've all had our trials and tribulations. We've all had our struggles. We've all had our dark times. But there's layers to everything. You know, ask yourself what a dark time is to you. I know what dark times were to me. I know about getting left back. I know about having family issues. I know about wondering whether where my next meal was coming from how long I was going to have a roof over my head or clothes on my back. I had all of those things. But you know what kind of trials and tribulations I never experienced, that I never endured? I never had to wonder what my life would be like after getting shot. How about shot in the head? How about shot in the chest? How about being molested? How about being so poor? You had to resort to a life of crime just to survive. And having to do it at such a young age, you didn't even know any better. How about all of those things? None of us really, really had to go through all of that. I mean, I'm quite sure there's a few of us out there who have. But for the most part, most of us didn't have to go through that. We didn't get shot in the head and live to talk about it and survive. Ultimately prospering to being a star making the world laugh and using your own hit show to do it. That is what my next guest has done. When we return, I sit down with a woman whose in your face. Humor has been described by the New York Times as both brutally honest and outrageous. You know what else she is? She's a straight shooter right after my own heart. You know that's the title of my memoir, Straight Shooter, right? I love my interviews to be with straight shooters, with people who pull no punches, who tell it like it is, are unapologetic about it, and have no fear in doing exactly that. Her name is Miss Pat. I know you've heard about her. Well, you're about to hear from her up next, right here on No Mercy. Don't touch that dial.
1: This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high?
0: Who gonna stop me high? She is a stand-up comedian, a radio host, author, podcaster, and star of the Emmy nominated series The Mispatch Show. Streaming on B E T Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only. Miss Pat to No Mercy with yours truly. What's going on, Miss Pat? How you doing? How's everything? I'm fine. I'm here in New York. I, I'm, I'm ready to go home, but I'm fine. Yeah, wh- 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 hold on one second. I'm a native New York. What's wrong with New York? What's wrong with New York, respect? You know what's wrong with New York <laughs> besides the cold <laughs> and
1: traffic, rude people. Should I keep going?
0: Well, I will say this to get on your city, Atlanta, Georgia, because I know that's where you're from. Let me get on your city for one second. You know, I was there years ago for NBA All-Star Weekend. It took us like an hour to get a block. Because uh, the traffic was crawling. <laughs> I know you ain't talking about no
1: traffic here, Stevie. Y'all don't even have no cars because you have to take a cab or a <laughs> private car. There's so many people in this city. Please don't complain <laughs> about the traffic down south. Okay. I thought you were going to talk about my football team. Don't, don't complain about the traffic. you from New York.
0: I, 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 am, I was complaining about the traffic, but you got me there. But you are right. I would have a reason to complain about your football team as well because the Atlanta Falcons they ain't doing too well. But I'm going to be nice to you today because you're doing big things. Congratulations on all your success. Let me ask you. This question. How do you feel? It was one thing for us to look at you and look at what you're doing and saying, wow, she's come a long way. She's doing some special things, major props to her. How do you feel about where you are at this point in time in your life? You know, I just feel like I'm working. I don't feel famous. You
1: know, I just feel like, you know, once you keep doing a good job at whatever you do, you just hope to keep getting promoted. And I just feel like I'm continuing to get promoted. I don't feel what everybody sees. I'm just mm. working. I'm just creative. What are the kind I'm of, having
0: fun. What are the kind of things folks say to you about what they're seeing from you? I'm talking about folks who know you. What they're seeing from you now compared to what they've seen in years past. What are they saying to you?
1: Uh, you know, I get asked a lot, what do it feel like to be famous? I said, I just have a job. Mm. We all famous. If you go to your job every day, you famous too.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I hear people proud of me. Do you ever think you would have made it? But I mean, I'm from the streets. I've always been a hustler. So if I put my mind to something, I don't stop till I get what I want. Mm.
0: You know, I want to go down the list because for people who don't know you who living under a rock and they don't know who you are right now, because you wanted the hottest things going right now. I'm going to break down this and anything that I'm wrong about. Just let me know.
1: Born in Atlanta,
0: Georgia. Gave birth to your first child at 14 and your second child at 15. Am I correct? Yes, by a married man. That's right. (laughs) The father of your first two children was eight years your senior. Is that correct? Yes. Sexually abusing you since the age of 12. Is that correct? Uh, I thought that was my boyfriend, but you can keep going. (laughs) Okay, 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 (laughs) okay, okay, okay. all right. uh, I, I mean, it says that earlier, in your earlier years, in your earlier childhood, you were sexually abused by one of your mother's boyfriends. Is that true? Yes, yes. Your two younger children were conceived late in life with your husband, of course. You then yes. adopted four children who are the biological children of your niece because she had a crack addiction. That's true?
1: Yes, I have them now.
0: Wow. And uh, of course, you know, at, at age 15, you began selling crack cocaine while supporting yourself and your two children. Using the street name rabbit. Is that true? Yes. Last but not least, shot twice, once in the head, once in the nipple, and you were also hit by a dump truck? <laughs> is this true? <laughs> yes.
1: This is my kid's father. I'm a comedian, so the dump truck was a pickup truck, okay? But <laughs> well, I was shot in the titty, and I was shot in the back of the head by my kid's father.
0: Wow. And so obviously that's not a laughing matter. How is it that you've been able to laugh and be committed to making other people laugh going through what you've been through?
1: Well, I always tell people, you know, there's you can't change the past. So why dwell on things you cannot change? Mm-hmm. You know, when you can take what's caused you pain in your life and turn it into laughter. Then that means you are winning. I mean, I'm smiling every day. I could be somewhat depressed on drugs, feeling sorry for myself, but that's not gonna heal me. That I can't get back what they took from me. So I just decided to smile and create a life that I'm I'm one day happy and I'm happy. How were you able to pull it off? Where did it all start? Uh it I tell you what I've always been in a... I was born into the inner city of Atlanta with a single parent, grew up in a bootleg house. And so I've always had to kind of survive because we was... We, I didn't have much. So when I had that first child, I realized at 14 that I had something to live for Mm. because I had to feed, I I not only had to feed myself and survive for myself, I had to survive for this child. And my whole thing is I didn't want my daughter to go through what I went through, which was being molested, dropping out of school and, you know, not feeling the love that, that a child should feel. Because when I gave birth to my 14 year old daughter, it was the first time in my life I ever felt like somebody loved me. Mm. I knew that that ba- that baby loved me and would never betray me that's how young i was i didn't know kids grow up to be assholes but <laughs> <laughs> i got you i gotta continue go ahead <laughs> so i knew once i gave birth to that baby and that's one of the reasons why i, I kept the, my daughter because he was married and his wife knocked on my door but i knew that baby would or at least i thought well she do i knew that that baby would love me mm-hmm. and so uh when i had her um uh, it was I knew I had something to live for. And then I got pregnant again at six. I mean, 15 and gave birth to him at four, 15 and gave birth to him. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant again and I ended up getting an abortion because then I realized, hey, I can't take care of all these kids. I'm struggling with two. I'm out here selling drugs. I'm selling drugs in front of my daughter's school. I got eighth grade education. You know, what if I get killed? All of that stuff used to go through my mind. You know, how can I, you know, how can I get out of this? All I know right now is I got to take care of these two kids and protect them.
0: How did you but get it?
1: Really, I was put them in harm's way.
0: Yeah. And I'm and I'm also there are some people that would ask, considering the fact that, you know what, again, you were dealing drugs, you were doing whatever it took to make sure that you could provide for yourself and your children in the same breath. You had crack addicted children. And was that later on or during this time? When you adopted. Who, who the, had no, cracked no no, 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 I apologize. You said your niece. I said you, your niece's children. Well, before
1: my niece kids, my sister was on crack and I took care of my sister kids, which was my niece gotcha. for 10 years. And I wow. gave them back and my sister did to them what my mama did to us, you know, let them get ran through and all other things. And so I picked up my niece one Christmas with a two week old baby and three other kids. Hmm. And my career was doing, was starting to take off and I really didn't want them. But I look at kids, you know, I look at kids, underprivileged kids, because I, I was one. And when I see that kid, I don't see that kid. I see rabbit, which was me when I was a kid. Mm. And I think every child should have a solid foundation to start on. But, you know, we're in, we, we in this country and every child don't get that. And th- those are my relatives. And I just said, you know what? My kids are grown at least i can give these kids a solid foundation to start on even though they're here and i just said you know lord 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 to make a way and mm. he did
0: how would somebody how would you answer the question from somebody uh, as as being from Hollis, Queens, New York, and growing up in the streets of New York City, you know, knowing a lot of drug dealers, drug dealers who saved my life, to be quite honest with you, I don't think I'd be here today if it were not for them because they protected me and kept me off the streets. They let me know they'd whip my ass if they saw me in the street doing that stuff. They, that's how they protected me. But I often wonder if anyone's ever asked you when you were doing what you needed to do to provide for yourself and your children and that involved drug dealing and you see the effect that drugs has had on your family and obviously people that you know from the street how did you deal with that emotionally because some people sit up there and say how could you do that if you know that it has that kind of effect on other people's lives how did you deal with that emotionally just that question i just
1: i do like i ignored it I mean, I was underage. At 15, you can't even get a job in this country Mm. without a work permit. Well, I dropped out of school in eighth grade. Who the hell going to get me a work permit? Right. So, you know, I just looked the other way, and all I worried about was my two kids. But I did have a guy who owned a laundromat in the trap that I had who would literally say, you know what, Rabbit? I'm not going to judge you, but what I will say to you is at least let the kids sit in the laundromat with me while you sell the drugs so they can be safe. Mm. Wow. And I think he was an angel because there was so many times my kids weren't supposed to be on that corner, and he would keep that laundromat open a little bit longer so my kids would be safe until I was done. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm a, I'm a kid myself. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't you know I don't place the blame or anything like that. My whole thing was surviving for me and those kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 16, I wasn't supposed to have no part in me. I wasn't supposed to be driving, but I was doing the. Every adult thing, because I was thrown into an adult life. Mm. You know, I was sexual active with a grown man. I had two kids. I had to do
0: what I had to do. Is that in some way or has that in some way made it easier? For you to be a comedian, to be somebody (laughs) that can make folks laugh because guess what? After all you've been through, you're standing here through the grace of God, able to do this kind of stuff. You've made it. And obviously you're showing other people, there's never a reason to give up. That's the message that I would peel from your story. There's never a reason to give up when you've gone through the kind of stuff that you've gone through and you've shown that you can make a way for yourself. So in light of that, Has that made it easier for you to be the talented comedian that you are?
1: You know, pain brings on good stories. (laughs) That's why Richard Pryor was so damn good. Yes, he was. I mean, and I, I think when you're able to go through what I've been through and you can talk about it and let people know it's OK to speak loudly about what you've been through. You know, what I mean, if people, young girls being molested out here, young boys being molested, they're too scared to even tell somebody in their adulthood. If I showed you my DM box, people, people are like, oh, my God, thank you for telling my story. Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for giving me a voice because you're ashamed. A lot of people get molested and think it's their fault. I tell people you can't you cannot change your past but what you can do is control your future and I choose to smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. And you know my kid's father, you know working at Jiffy Lube every day, realizing <laughs> I messed up.
0: Right. I got <laughs> but you. But this is
1: the same man that shot me in the back of the head but had the audacity to tell me, "How you doing and I still love you." I bet you do. Why well, the
0: hell is he in a position to tell you he still love you and all the- What the hell is he? You trying to tell me out in the streets after shooting you in the back of the head? He didn't go to jail. He didn't go to jail. Why didn't he go to jail?
1: I was young and dumb, and I was like, "Oh my God, he shot me! I know he loves me."
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. Move. What what can I say? Moving on. You know, I wanted. I was so happy to have you on because one of the things that I do, obviously. I've got my own memoir out. It's entitled Straight Shooter. I've been blessed and fortunate to have it as a bestseller, and I wanted people on that can give me straight shooter conversations, and I appreciate everything you've been telling me. I wanted to ask you about the comedic world itself. Because as straight as you are, and how you'll tell it like it is, no chase, you're gonna say what the hell needs to be said in the way that you're gonna wanna say it, okay? In today's day and age, We got comedians that's upset now because the world is saying they can't say the things that they used to say. The world is saying you can't be as blunt as you used to be. Hell, some comedians get slapped. I mean, we all know this, (laughs) Miss Pat. So I guess what I'm asking you is how, how, how difficult, if at all, do you find or do you expect to find being a comedian in this day and age, considering how woke we've become as a culture and dare I say soft? Um, you know,
1: I, I don't pay attention to that. I do me. You know, nobody comes up to me and tell me I'm canceled. I mean, I'm a 50 year old black woman. I got to tell you what I experienced. Okay. And one thing I will say, don't you put your damn hands on me. Cause I would take off this wig, Stephen, and I would look like I played in the NFL. So <laughs> I'm not even worried about nobody hitting me. I just tell the stories that I tell. And I, I mean, I tell it the way I want to. And I tell the audience when they, ooh, and oh, and I was like, if you sensitive, go home. This ain't, this ain't church. And I'm not gonna edit myself for you. I'm not gonna edit my stories. I'm not gonna edit my thought, my views for you. But you know, I know that every that be times you're gonna get sponsors and stuff, and you're gonna say what you can't say. So I tell people, know what you're getting, know what you're asking for when you come to Miss Pat, because all I can give you is Miss
0: Pat. What advice would you give to other comedians considering Do the you? times that considering the times that we're living in?
1: Do you? Mm. Do you? I mean, because when you pretend to be something else, you'll become you'll become this figure that you're not happy with. And do you really want to be out there making people laugh and you unhappy? Mm. Do you really want to be controlled? I want to be free. And that's what I am. Mm. I want to be free. I want to be able to say what I want to say and do what I want to do. That's what this country is all about. But I know a lot of us can't do it Mm. because of the jobs we got. But right now, being a comedian, you should be able to do it and say what the hell you want to say.
0: I totally agree with you. 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, I mean, who favorite... just
1: got in trouble for saying, uh, uh, what is it, gypsy?
0: I don't even know. I don't Uber even know. Just everybody in... in trouble now, Miss Pat. Everybody in trouble yeah, now, but Ms. That, Pat. But that
1: word has been around the black community for years. And, and all she was doing was being black, being a black America, saying a word that she grew up hearing. And everybody, like, oh, I'm so offended. Well, stick your thumb up your ass and grow up. Mm. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can curse. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I mean, you guys say say
0: what you want to say. Say what you want to say. And I mean, we're living in a society right now. I mean, in the world of sports, I've encountered situations like Naomi Osaka is a phenomenal, phenomenal tennis player. She's absolutely sensational. No doubt about it. But she ran into rough patches because emotionally, she couldn't take people uh, asking a tough question. She couldn't take people booing her at times and stuff like that. And I was saying, this is sports. There's people that's rooting against you. There's people that's mm-hmm. rooting for you and the people that's rooting against you. Anything that you show them that that might contribute to you faltering is something they're going to support if they're rooting for the opposition. Last time I checked that was sports. That's just a, an example of, of of stuff that people go through in this day and age. But I guess in your field, I'm looking at Richard Pryor. Could you imagine if he was around today? I'm looking at him. I'm looking at Eddie Murphy. Some of the things he used to say, could you imagine if he was around today, Bill Cosby might've made it because he was PC, but you know, we saw something different later on in life. The list goes on and on. When you think about today's comedic culture, who's your favorite today?
1: Um, Dave Chappelle. He's free. Free. Dave Chappelle. And and, you know, he get get a lot of slack, but he keep it moving. You know, I just think, Younger people not built like we are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, older people, middle aged people, because, you know, we know how to brush stuff off. But I think it also have a lot to do with the Internet. They can go read what you what you what, what it said about you constantly, because I see it all the time. I mean, I was on a breakfast club today. Oh, I don't get her the job. And I had to tell one girl, I said, baby, I don't audition for nothing. I get offers. And I don't. I didn't ask for this job. And I'm not getting this job. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to finish telling you what I said because I was <laughs> a whole bunch of cuss words. <laughs> but, you know, it's people like that that don't realize who you're talking to. These right. people have feelings, too. And right. everybody can't brush it off. You know, some of us can take abuse of uh, women and entertainment, but some people just fall apart right. with it. Oh, i and it's fir- all these internet bullies, and you know, people just—you remember that? Remember that saying: "Sticks and stone may breaks my bone, but words will never hurt." Right. We didn't teach the new generation that.
0: We didn't teach the new generation that at all. But I, I do believe that every now and then, it's perfectly fine to cuss people out. It's perfectly fine. I mean, it's very cathartic. People should try it sometimes. Just curse them the hell out, let them know you ain't the one, and and keep it moving. That's exactly the strategy. I definitely applaud it. One thing, quick thing, Hollywood legends, Brian Grazer, Ron Howard, along with Lee Daniels. I mean, obviously, they've been very, very supportive. They're now producing your show. Talk to me about what that feels like, because you got some heavy hitters that are supporting you.
1: <laughs> um, Lee, Brian actually, when I first started to develop, had the show idea. I got hooked up with Imagine, which was Brian Grazer and Lee Daniel, which I didn't even know who Brian Grazer was until people were like, "Do you realize who you are working with?" To me, I don't look at anything what people do. Everybody, you know, used to still at Walmart. As long as I can keep you in that focus, then I can treat you like a human being. And then they brought on Lee Daniel while the first season of Empire was on. And Lee has been nothing but a champion from this show. This show was at Fox. It went over to Hulu. Hulu shot the pilot and decided not to pick it up. He took it over to BT Plus. They picked it up, and it turned out to be a hit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all three of them has just been champions for this show from the beginning. A lot of people don't even know this is their show. You know, mm-hmm. since we on BET Plus, they think it's some, t- some a totally different owner. But yeah, it's some he- heavy hitters, and every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm a little blessed.
0: So, so you enjoy doing the Miss Patcha? What do you love about it?
1: Being myself. You know, finally giving a mother like me a voice. You know, for years they all, for centuries they always put a mother on TV, you know, like, we're perfect. Well, then you don't you usually don't find out your mama as a whole, uh uh committed a crime until she died, you clean out her drawer. Mama got a deal though, yeah, your mom was a freak. So, but they don't put, they don't, they don't put those types of mothers on the TV who make mistakes. Only the mama with the pearls and who cook. Well, it's mothers out here like me who would take a shoe and slap you in the mouth back in the day. Mm. But they never gave that mama a voice. A mama who say what she say and mean what she say. And that's what I do for the people who support the Miss Pat show. And they tell me all the time, you're my aunt, you're my mama, you're my sister, you're my cousin.
0: mm Y'all want to hear something crazy. That was your 2022 Netflix special. I watched Mm -hmm. it last night. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Major props to you for that. I really, really liked it a lot. Thank you. Um, You know, when it talked about, and you was talking about alluding to getting control, when you think about you and where you've come and and how you've gotten to this point, talk to me about that special and what kind of message you wanted to send the people watching that particular special. Because I know how it hit me. (laughs) I just wanted
1: people to be able to take, you know, like I said earlier, what they've been through in life and laugh at it. Because I talked about being molested in that special. I talked about, you know, growing up in a bootleg house, all kinds of stuff. I just want people to be able to, to, you know, to open up and let go. And that's the message I gave at the end. Mm -hmm. Don't you let anything control you. Mm. Free yourself. You don't have to you don't have to dwell in pain and hurt. Let it go. Let it out. Mm. And I wanted people to see me smiling while I was delivering some of these crazy stories that I had been through as a child mm. with a smile on my face. Yeah. And Robert Townsend directed it.
0: Well you well, you know, first of all, we talking Mr. Hollywood shuffle right there. Talk about Robert Townsend. Talk about Hollywood Shuffle. Now, I know you know something about Hollywood Shuffle because that's one of my all time favorites. It was absolutely hilarious when he did that. That was that I'm a I'm a Robert Townsend fan. No doubt about that. Before I let you go, um, I wanted to thank you, first of all, for taking time out of your busy schedule. I want to thank you for enlightening me because, you know what, this is the thing that I I, I want people to peel away. You know, you came from such humble beginnings, to say the least. There is a freedom you have, Miss Pat, that most of us don't have. And what I mean by that is that when you've had little to nothing, you know what it's like. So you can shoot for it without worrying about it. But the thing is, a lot of people, if they adopted that mentality, not married to the money, not married to the success, I want to do me and I'm not going to worry about it. If you have that kind of attitude, there is a freedom that comes with that. That's what I get from talking to you. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, t- I, I walked in Hollywood when they gave me my show and I said, you could never give me as much money as I can steal from you. I got some friends that can change your bank account in a blink of an eye. Mm. So I'm not going to do nothing I don't want to do. I'm not out here for money. I'm out here because I love what I am doing. Now, you're going to pay me, but I, I I love what I'm doing first. I mean, I'm, yeah, I have my own TV show and I still go to open mic. Mm. Because I love creating comedy. I love when I can put a smile on a person's face and take them away from their worries or whatever they're going through Mm -hmm. for that hour that they watch me. So it's never about the money. The money going to come when you good or when you great. I'm out here because I love doing what I do. National comedy tour coming up. Is that true?
0: Yes. What's the name of it? When does it start?
1: Your Girl Done Made It. It starts September the 9th, Louisville, Kentucky. is the first stop. You can go to misspatcomedy.com and get your tickets. They're on sale now.
0: Your Girl Done Made It. I like that title. I like that title. <laughs> you know, I, I, my sister's going to kill me for saying this, but my older sister, Linda, you remind me a lot of her. She reminds me a See? lot of Linda. You remind me a lot of I got four of them. I got four older sisters. You remind me of my sister, Linda. You know what's it's? Because she tell her like it is. She's straight up and she'll kick my ass anytime she wants to. That's how she rolls. I'll probably kick your ass too. I won't. (laughs) Miss Pat, thank you so much for your time. All the best to you. And I'm sure I'll see you down the road anytime you want to come on, let me know. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Make sure y'all watch season three of the Miss Pat show on BT Plus.
0: That's right. BT Plus Season Three. I'll definitely check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20%? Bitcoin went down almost 60%, but gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising, and silver is up almost 30% in the last six months. Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year, and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education-first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances the chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals.
1: This is the moment of a lifetime the clock's sticking like my lifeline until I flatline I push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who
0: gonna stop me high thanks again to the wonderful Miss Pat she was absolutely hilarious hysterical and incredibly informative and insightful while she was talking to us no doubt about it again y'all here's a woman who was molested a mother by the age of 14 a drug dealer and now she's a successful comedian author and star of an Emmy nominated television show That's new meaning, to hustler. Make no mistake about it. And it's definitely a positive twist. By calling her a hustler, that is not a negative. I was amazed to be quite honest with you that in talking to her, she was like, ain't no reason to be negative. You You can't change the past. You can only learn from it and move forward. And why waste your time and energy being negative about anything? All that does is take the happy moments in life away from you. Moments that you can never get back. Why waste your time doing something like that? Don't you notice that people who have usually been in the most heinous of positions in life find a way to smile more than the rest of us? It Kind of makes me look at myself and wonder what the hell am I thinking half the time when I'm down and out, negative, stressed or whatever the case may be. Maybe our inability to smile and find the joys in life is nobody's fault but our own. Maybe instead of looking outward to find out how to do a better job of living a better life, we got to look inside, become a bit more selfish about it and determined that we're going to march forward and move ahead and be the best that we can do and smile as much as we possibly can. I remember one of my my all time favorite movies was The Gladiator with Russell Crowe and when Shaquan Phoenix uh, was getting ready to fight him at the end with his lying no good father-killing self, sat up there and was getting in Maximus' face. And Maximus was laughing and he was like this. He said, what's the smiling about? He said, a man once told me, death smiles at us all. All a man can do is smile back. It's kind of true. It's kind of true. Miss Pat dropped plenty of pearls in our interview about resilience and betting on yourself, of course. I hope she inspired you because she definitely inspired me. You can catch all three seasons of the Emmy-nominated Miss Pat Show streaming now on BET+. I always tell you, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. This wasn't a sports conversation. This was about something far more than that. One that required mercy and so much more. We know what it is when we see it. We also know when it applies peace and love everybody until next time now forgive me i'm gonna go back on my vacation talk to y'all soon later this has been a presentation of cadence 13 an odyssey company in association with Stephen a podcast productions episodes of no mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts